Hi, I'm Juan Galloway. And I'm Tracy Galloway. Welcome to our podcast, 36 Questions. This is an unscripted show where we candidly and spontaneously answer 36 questions that lead to love. These 36 questions were invented by psychologist Arthur Aaron, who created this exercise to help people be vulnerable with each other in order to foster closeness and intimacy. We've been married for 26 years and have four almost grown children together. We've both been in Christian leadership for... Wow, like over 30 years now. I've been a pastor, you've been a pastor, uh, we've been youth pastors. And I lead an organization that does outreach to people struggling with homelessness. You know, our hope is that as we dig deep into each other's lives, that you can be inspired to find more intimacy and authenticity in your own relationships. Let's dive in. All right, we're at episode three, question number three, 36 questions, and here is the question of the week. Before making a phone call, Tracy, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? Why? Mm. If so, why? Okay, well, I'm going to say no, usually, because I am a talker, as you've learned over our many years together. Uh-huh. I love talking, as many women do, uh-huh. but uh, I don't think I do... Unless it's something really important. And then if it's an important call, that's... Um, that makes you nervous or something, you mean? Either I'm nervous or I just... There's a lot weighing on that call. Okay. And I, I don't rehearse, but I do pray before those calls. Mm. I'll stop and I'll pray for the person. I'll pray for myself um, that I can like really get God's discernment and maybe even a, a word from the Lord about what I need to speak during that call. Mm-hmm. And then I'll remember that during the call that that then that way when I'm telling the person that thing I know that it, I can just make it up or think of it but I really prayed about it and felt like God gave me something to say to them. Mm. And so if it's an important call I'll do that. And then something I've learned over the years is not just what to say but what not to say. So I might think if it's an important call I might think before the call and I might think lots of things you right. know good and bad but I might try to sort out. Um, what, what's the timing of when to say these things? Just because I know something that should be said or should be done doesn't mean I should say it in that moment. Maybe mm-hmm. that's something that needs to be said next year or right. another time. Right. So I really try to think about what do I need to say today to this person at this place they are in their life and just say that and stop. And I think that took me many years to learn when to stop. And uh, Wait a second. I, I, don't, I don't think I'm familiar with this. <laughs> In our relationship, that you know when to stop. So you, you, you don't just keep going. You actually have a. End. Well, I naturally keep going, and yeah. as you know. But on the phone, you have an end. end but end. if I'm being conscious right. of what I'm saying, right, right, then I know when to stop. Okay, so you're saying normally you would not rehearse what you're going to say on the phone mm. unless it's something more serious, and you're like, you pray about it, do some kind of 
mental prep and hear from God. Mm-hmm. You know, what what is it? I'm, how am I supposed to do this? And not say, is that what you said too? Like When to stop. Like there may be things I want to say or I think about the situation, but I know it's not really the right timing to bring that up. And so I consciously hold back on certain mm. things at certain times for sure. Yeah. But you know, something interesting is I remember when I was younger, like in my 20s or even in my teens, I remember after I had a conversation with someone or um, it could be on the phone or even in person, I used to always like kick myself like crazy. <laughs> after the phone call? Oh, yeah. You hang up and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Or, oh, why did they say it to me? Or, oh, I wish I would have said this. Or, oh. And then you like, you have this like self-hatred and loathing thing <laughs> that could last for anywhere from five minutes to like days to where you're even sleeping at night and you wake up like, <gasps> Oh, I wish I hadn't said that, you know, and it just affects you so much. And I remember I used to live in this place of anxiety and stress of what I said or didn't say or how I said it or what they thought of me. And I think um, over the years, I learned how to not care so much about all that and have more confidence. But before I gained that confidence, I definitely would beat myself up way too much um, and really cause a lot of cortisol to be released into my system (laughs) for sure. I have so many flubs on the phone. And maybe that's why sometimes I might rehearse ahead of time. Um, but usually I, usually I think it's because I'm not. I'm just like, oh, hey, Bob. And I'm like, I mean, Rob. <laughs> I'm like, Rob, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just called you Bob. You know, I, I've done stuff like that. And I'm like, Ugh, what an idiot, you know. <laughs> or I, I'm saying goodbye. That's really bad. And I'm like, okay, see you later. In the, 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 and when you hang up and I'm like, what did I just say? I just said something that made no sense as I closed my conversation. You know what makes me laugh with you, with you closing conversations? What? Is for some reason, about five years ago, I don't know why, you started saying, bye-bye, <laughs> which to me is so, like, feminine and, I mean, no offense, but, like, kind of like, you'd hang up and bye-bye. And I always thought that was so funny. You know, I tried to tell you to stop is, it. This is one of the most embarrassing things. Because guys don't say bye-bye. They just don't. It's a more of a girl thing. Bye-bye. No. It's very manly. Uh, you know what I? <laughs> you know what is embarrassing for me? I have a high voice and a no, higher... You know. Well, you? I only say that because when I'm on the phone and I'm talking to customer service, yeah. many times they're like, yes, ma'am, how can I help you? And I'm like, <gasps> um, <clears throat> I need some help with IT. <laughs> You know, I have to put on like, the, and they're like, oh, okay, sir. Uh, you know, then they feel awkward and I feel awkward. Yeah. But it's like, doggone it. I don't want people to think I'm a woman on the other end of the line. So anyway, I, I should prep by getting the masculine voice I think you ready. should you should solidify a strong goodbye. Mm, yes. And drop the bye-bye. Goodbye. It okay. just comes out. It's just natural. <laughs> what can I say? But I hear other guys do it too. I'm not the only one. Yeah, it's true. It's not complete. Yeah, it is what it is. It's just something I noticed that you picked up somehow recently. Before we answer the next question, we actually have decided to start uh, going over a few of the books that we like to read. A new segment called Book of the Week or something like that. So let's get ready for it. You know, Tracy and I read a lot of books. I mean, I read like three, four books at a time because um, I love to read. And you read a lot of books too. I do, but not as much <clears> as you do. It used to be in the old days, you would just, <clears throat> you know, you'd read like four books at once and then tell me the top one and I would just read that one. But I think we like different kinds of books. You oh, like teaching totally. books. Totally. I like biographies, um, stories of people who've changed the world. 
Right. And I, the funniest book, which I, you have read multiple times, which I think it's funny, is The History of the World. It's like a, <laughs> such a huge book. And it's on our bed, top of our bed. And you're like, what are you reading? I'm reading The History of the World. You know why? It's because I want to know everything. <laughs> like, I just want to know everything. <clears throat> and so I want to understand the entire history of the world. So, so we, I've read it like five times because I really want to memorize like... Whole history, yeah, and we're so into books. The reason we even started this podcast was a book. We read books together, yeah, and we were reading, um, what is nothing to prove by Jenny Allen? I know I mentioned this in the past too, so I'm just gonna because we mentioned it in the first two podcasts, I'm just gonna give it its due diligence and then, uh, as kind of like a little nod, uh, hat tip to it, and then we're gonna go into your. One of your favorite books yeah. that you're going to share just just briefly about. Um, so for nothing to prove, uh, why we can stop trying so hard by Jenny Allen. She's the founder of If Gathering, um, which is massive. Yeah, it's yeah. like the largest women's movement in the world. So if you don't know it, uh, YouTube If Gathering and look at some of the preaching. If you haven't seen a female preach, start there. Um, but I'm just going to read a quote from her book on page 41. Uh, just to kind of give you a just about it, uh, a little bit about it. She says, so my prayer is that you and I would believe rightly about God and about ourselves. Then you can imagine what will happen. I can tell you what will happen. You'll start to be free and you'll start to love God again. And you'll start to love your life again, no matter what it brings. It, it, is, it, it isn't easy, but it sure is a lot less hard. Maybe the reason you aren't free is that you are trying so hard. What if we tore up our star charts and threw them away? What if we quit performing? What if we learned to let go of what we cannot control? What if we started enjoying our life and our God again? What if we stopped doing things for God and started doing them with God? So I just thought that's kind of like the gist of what the book's about. It's really about... The gi- did I say it wrong? The gist. Gist? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. The gist of what the book is about. Yeah. I don't jest. <laughs> it's really gist. <laughs> and then also, real quick on page 111, she says, um, we all wish we didn't need things outside ourselves. We try to prove we don't need anyone. This is so me. We take pride in going it alone and making it through a rough week without seeking help. But we may barely realize it, but we are all doing that. Yeah. yeah, it's a good book. I've I've enjoyed it. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's good. So um, that's this is the book that inspired this podcast. And so if you want to pick it up, nothing to prove by Jenny Allen. It's a high recommend. Okay, and we're only like halfway through it or something. But I know we've been taking it slow because we'll read a couple pages and then we'll discuss it. And so that's been really great for us. Let's move on to my book of the week. Uh, this is actually a book I read a while ago, and I've actually given to some of my staff. I've given it to friends, board members. And it's not a Christian book. It's actually called Fierce Conversations. And I didn't read it at first because it scared me, the title. I was like, I don't want to be fierce. I don't want to be like... And you don't want to have a conversation. Yeah, I don't want to have a conversation. <laughs> it sounded like too intense, like confrontation. The book about confrontation, I was like, I hate confrontation. That's my favorite thing. But anyway, but I read it and I was like, this is my favorite book. Uh, or at least one of them. So I love this book. It's not a Christian book per se, but it's a book for leadership and business and things like that. But it really, I, I do see the Bible in this because Jesus says to speak the truth in love. That's what this book is about in a nutshell. It's just how, about how when you're dealing with other people, um, how to interrogate reality without laying blame. Like get to the bottom of things, get to the heart of things and be real. And the way she says it, which I like it, is 
A, sim a fierce conversation is one in which we come out from behind ourselves into the conversation and make it real. So I like that. And, um, you know, she says, rightly so, the conversation is the relationship. So if we have shallow conversations, we're going to have shallow relationships and a shallow life, I think. And so what I love uh, about learning how to get to the, like, get to the heart of things with people is we get close. We get really close. And that's what, you know, that's actually what this podcast is about. Yeah, 36 questions. It's yeah. asking questions and getting deeper relationship. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, it's, there's two, it's a twofold prong thing. It can be a new relationship where you're trying to get to know someone or your relationship could have kind of grown to be just going through the motions of life and you've stopped really talking to each other and seeing how you feel. Because I find a lot of people that split up they split up because somewhere along the way they stopped mm. connecting with the other person. They um, just kind of faked it. Yeah. They just went, went through the motions of whatever the motions were, but they didn't really get mm. to the heart of what they were feeling and what they were thinking and what they were going through in their conversations. They buried it. Yeah. And just tried to push past it, but it never, if it's not unresolved, it's like you never get. If it is unresolved. Yeah. Right. If it never gets resolved, then we're, we're still. We're living with a distance between us, which is the hurt that is still there. Right. And we've had times like that in our marriage where we were distant. And, and I mean, everyone does. I mean, it can happen every week. It can happen every month or every year where there's times where you're distant. But the way that you come close again is really you talk about it and you work it out and you come to an agreement and then you move on. But if you don't actually talk about it, some people just don't ever really deal with it. It's like they don't maybe they don't want to have that conversation. Like this fierce conversations book is about going to the heart of it yeah, and just bringing it up. Right. And um, some people need a counselor to help them do that because they don't naturally talk very well or naturally share their feelings very well. Um, yeah. And I, I feel like the heart of this book is that scripture, which says speak the truth in love. Mm -hmm. And there's some people speaking the truth with no love. Sometimes uh, we do that. Like, yeah. here it is, the hammer. That's the truth. Deal with it. It's kind of a, <clears throat> it's kind of a New Jersey thing. Uh, or, or it's like, we just want to be so loving and kind that we don't really want to deal with the truth, so we skirt around it. Mm. That's not really love, though. I think I do that a lot. It's like I don't want to hurt people's feelings. Right. So I think something, but I don't really say it in a way that they really hear it because I'm trying to be so nice. Right. I think it's a Southern thing because I'm from Texas. <laughs> Just kind of talking around it, but never really saying right. what needs to be said. And they assume I think something completely different than I do because of my politeness. Yeah, and I don't want to. Uh, I don't want anybody to think this book is. It's a business book. It's for business leaders. It's not about marriage relationships. Oh yeah. But I apply it to that as well. Mm. Um, but they tell you to prepare for those. If it's a tougher conversation where you have to deal with something that's a little tricky, mm -hmm. to really prepare yourself and know exactly what to say. Which goes back to the whole question: Do you prepare? Do you rehearse a conversation on the telephone before you call? So let's go back into the question. It's now Juan's turn mm. to answer that. Do I rehearse a conversation before I make a phone call? Um, sometimes with a work phone call, if I have to communicate something well. But let's talk more about personal stuff. Um, I, I usually do not. I usually am just calling. And number one, I don't like to talk on the phone that much, although I do have to do it for work a lot. So in my personal life, I don't make a lot of phone calls. If I do, it's pretty intentional because it's like, I need to reach out to this friend. 
You know what I mean? That's what it's about. Or my brother or my sister's like, I, you know what? We don't talk enough. I need to, it's intentional, but I'm not thinking through the, a script in my head of this is what I'm going to talk about. I'm just like pressing in basically. Pressing you know? into relationships? Yeah, exactly. Through that phone call. So I really don't have usually anything, you know, I might have something in mind, but I don't rehearse it. Like I don't run through it. But I will give you an example recently of something I have learned I've had to rehearse. Um, so we've had some health challenges in the last, whatever, six months uh, you have. And so I've been the person a lot of times making appointments with the doctors and nurses, things like that. Mm. And what I would do is I call and they'd say, okay, Mr. Galloway, well, uh, okay, we have an appointment in 2019 in the month of March. And I'm like, Oh, really? Um, I'm bummed out. I'm like, uh, we, you know, no, no. Uh, and I don't, I'm like, uh, okay, well, put me down. And if somebody cancels, let me know. And then I'd hang up and I'd feel, well, that was a failure because I, we can't wait that long. And Cause each appointment, it's like you're waiting for a month to two months. So now it's been six months and right. no diagnosis. So now yeah. here's what I learned. Okay. Right. Is like, okay, I have to turn up the heat, but in a nice way, let them know, Hey, uh, hello, nurse so-and-so. Uh, and I prepare myself for this because I don't like to do this on the phone. Uh-huh. And I say, um, okay, well, see, my wife, she's in tough shape. Here's the symptoms. We're in crisis. We need help. And we just can't wait two months to get that appointment. Can you please see if you can squeeze her in early or late or something? Uh-huh. And I have to, like, over the phone Convince project. There, this is an urgency. This yeah. isn't just we're coming for a checkup. It doesn't matter when. And it worked. Yeah. <laughs> it really worked. But I had to step up my game um, and show them, like, I need help. That's basically. the fierce part of the fierce conversation. Yeah. I need help here. Fierce. I, and I, it yeah. was awkward for me because it's a stranger. It's yeah. not my friend. I'm like, and you're uh, not one to talk that way. No, either. I don't. I don't want to press them or push them. Right. But I had to for you because to love you well. Right. I had to make this happen, and I didn't know how, but I learned how by, you know, amping it up and getting real with that stranger on the other end of the line. Like, we're in trouble. And we'll probably, we'll go into more detail of what my physical challenges have been in another podcast, because I think it's good for them to know one of the reasons we even do this podcast is because I'm home and bedridden a lot of the time, and it's only in moments where I have the mental clarity and ability to speak, which is only a a few times a day, um, where we do the podcast recording, and this is one way we can continue to try to help people, even in the midst of my physical challenges that we're going through. Yeah. Yep. So, Real life stuff. Yeah. Hey, we all suffer and have mm. hardship. And uh, it, those are conversations that need to be had too, right? Absolutely. And uh, I'm just glad through all that stuff we have each other. Yeah. You know, we can get through anything together. And especially if we talk it through. We, can, we, we team up and we can make it through anything. I think it took many years though. Because this has been a challenge for like 13 years on and off for us. And I think at first it really drove us apart. Uh, because we were so freaked out and that it's really through years and years of dealing with this we've learned instead of for our challenge and maybe you have challenges in your life and things that push you apart from the people in your life whatever it looks like it could be health it could be emotional it could be lots of things but it pushes you apart from someone else but really that actual thing that pushes you apart can be the catalyst to draw you closer if you take that and you have a fierce conversation or a, a, you know, a truth and love conversation um, with nothing to prove, uh, but just to come in gently and honestly and talk about it, you can actually 
draw closer on that point, that one stake that's drawing you apart can actually be the pivot point to draw you close again. I think. Yeah. And I, I have had some situations where I found out maybe a family member was going through something and I was, and I, maybe I did rehearse it in my head a little bit, just like, I've got to be sensitive here. You know, maybe mm. I didn't have the exact words, but I was like, how can I love them? How can I press in a little bit, you know, to, I don't know, get closer because mm. I want to be close, but I live so far away from like so much of my family, my siblings uh-huh. and cousins and all that. So it's, you know, I, you know, so anyway. Maybe... I, I think sensitivity is really good in that. And it reminds me of one of our favorite movies of all time, uh, The Princess Bride, where uh, the two characters, is it Billy Crystal and the other woman and they, they uh, the, the character, the farm boy. Uh, is, is is dying and they have to give him some medicine to bring him back to life right. and she's painting it with chocolate and they're like oh what's that for and she's like oh he makes it go down you know the chocolate you wrap it in chocolate and that's something that we say a lot is with our words when we're talking we need to wrap it in chocolate which means make it sweet so when you have something hard to talk about with someone or something difficult that it's nice to say nice kind things at the beginning and the end and around as you talk about it, it helps it go down a little easier. And I think a lot of people forget that. Mary talk- Poppins said a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Yeah, same thing, Mary Poppins. Well, I, I actually find that if I do that, if, if, I'm, if I plant the seeds like throughout my conversations with someone, like I show them I really care about them, then actually when it's time to talk about something that's a little trickier, mm. I actually can go right to the point. That's actually one of the things Susan Scott says is like, don't beat around the bush. Mm-hmm. I tend to beat around the bush because I'm, I'm afraid to confront something. Yeah. And I talk around it for an hour. Then I finally get to the thing, which is a little sticky. Mm-hmm. And so I've learned how to approach it and be gentle, like step into it gently, but also get to the point and not beat around the bush because I, I get nervous. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. a funny balance. It yeah. really is. And so that's why, you know, if you are having a conversation that's a little challenging, it's good to start. And maybe even end with with prayer um, because it kind of helps to uh, position yourself in a sensitive place. Mm, and humble yourself. And yeah. humble yourself. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Being humble is always good, too. Yeah, that's the key. Yeah. Well, that, that was actually, I thought that question would be really quick and uh, easy to answer, but I think there were a lot of levels to that. So that was, that was pretty good. So uh, tune in next time for our next question. It'll be our... Third question? No, it's question number four oh, next time. Already. And uh, should I give a teaser? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the teaser is, what would constitute a perfect day for you? Ooh. I like this one. This I is have way better. so many ideas already. Ooh, Just ooh. one? I could come up with like 20 oh, boy. great days. So we'll get closer through talking about these questions. That's the whole the point of the exercise. Yeah. And it'll be fun. We just we just need to have fun together. I can already know what your answer. Your answer is going to have something to do with staying home, and my answer is going to have something to do with going out. <laughs> well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. That's the next episode. <laughs> All right, we'll see. And uh, if you wouldn't mind, hey, tell someone about the podcast, and maybe just practice these questions with somebody you want to get closer to. 
whether it's romantically or as a friend or family or a member. family member, whatever. You yeah. know, we did this question actually, one of our questions with our son who's away in college and we're talking on the phone and we just thought we'd ask him one of these questions and it really led to a pretty good conversation. And so it's a great way to connect with all kinds of people in your life. Yeah, pretty cool. So um, you can subscribe to this podcast everywhere, iTunes, uh, Spotify, all those other things out there. And uh, you can even give us a good review uh, if you think we're okay. And and we're going to keep trying to do a little better each time. Yeah, now we have the book element, little book recommend each yeah. time. And, uh, Try those books out. Nothing yeah. to Prove and Fierce Conversations. Two, two thumbs up. Yep. So thanks for listening, and we will see you next time on 36 Questions. Weird kid.